show 112 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Welcome. Welcome to you. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Look, Look at, at His, his Butt. And this is the news edition of Look at His Butt, since all the stuff that we have to talk about is news that was either in the news or news that people sent to us. And I think it's mostly news that people sent to us. So Yay. it's news from around his butt, around the world. Around the world, because we love it. And, and I just have to say, you guys have really, really stepped up to the plate as far as <laughs> sending us stuff. I mean, we're, we're getting Gmails. All the time, they'll mm -hmm. say, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen And that's just great, because then we don't have to do the work. Exactly. We and just have to open websites mm -hmm. and talk about them, and that's that's what we like doing. Um, and people are commenting on the blog like crazy, which yes, is awesome. Because so. there's so much bill lately. Of course. We can't get it all in the show. It, a lot of it just has to go on the blog. So um, go to the blog and look at the stuff that's up there, and you can subscribe so you get little um, daily updates about what happens via email to make sure you don't miss anything. And um, also... Also follow me on Twitter at Lena Taylor at Twitter because that's where all the stuff gets um, notified. I want you to say that again because we've got a couple Gmails from people asking if we're on Twitter. Oh, so okay. Say that again. I will say that again on Twitter. If you look for me, it's Lena Taylor, L E N E T A Y L O R, all one word, and I'm there. And my little icon is the um, logo for my comic show, which is I read comics, but it's me, obviously. And every time we post something to the blog, a new notice will go up there. So then you can know and you can come and see what it is. Cool. And people should also go to iTunes. Give us the iTunes love. Yes. Uh, leave us a review or just rate the show. You don't even have to sign in to do that. All you have to do is just click on the star thing and make it five stars, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that would be good. And we would be very happy if you did that. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you don't like our show, go away. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase, which I won't explain. So let's get on to the fabulous news. Let's do it. And the first piece of news, yes, a couple people sent us, and Lena knew about it and was so excited <laughs> she could hardly speak. I mean, it was amazing. So for those of you who don't know, Mythbusters, Mythbusters. famous TV show, is going to build and test a Gorn <laughs> cannon. I love, I have to say, I love that they're calling it a Gorn cannon. They're not calling it um, a, a diamond cannon or a Star Trek cannon or anything like that. It's a Gorn or cannon. Or an arena cannon. No, yeah. it's just a Gorn cannon. As if everybody knows what a Gorn cannon is. Like, I knew immediately when I saw it. I went, oh, they're making a Gorn cannon. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so exciting. So, um... Here's the, here's the little synopsis from this website called Trek Movie. Um, for those of you who just, you know, have a blank what's a Gorn cannon, even though we just told you. <laughs> in Arena, oh my God, and there's a movie with it. Oh, really? That, where he's got, a, he's showing pretty darn good. Oh, um, that's so funny. He's wearing dirty yeah. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in Arena, <laughs> Captain Kirk and a Gorn captain, which is a big lizard, the captain of the lizards, are pulled off their ships by super beings and put into a planet to fight it out old school. Gay super beings. Eventually, Kirk finds the ingredients for gunpowder, mm -hmm. potassium nitrate, sulfur, and coal, and uses them to create a makeshift cannon from some kind of bamboo-like plant <laughs> with diamonds as his projectile. So um, it says the plausibility of this scene is certainly up for debate and has been submitted to Mythbusters mm -hmm. by a fan. Um, 
and then they have a picture of the MythBuster guy at his story idea meeting, which is very, very funny because he drew a little Gorn smiling and holding a knife and holding a knife and and wearing pants that include his tail. And the title he has written is Gorn Cannon. That's Grant Imahara. Yes. And so um, they are going to actually. They're going to try try, it to, out. try to build one. So. I, I love Mythbusters. It's one of my favorite shows, and the fact that they do these um, TV myths and movie myths. They did a whole episode devoted to MacGyver once, which was amazing. <laughs> and it turns out most of the stuff that they do on MacGyver actually works. Oh my god! Which was just great. Um, they the way that they do myths is that um, they discuss it a little bit about the plausibility of it, then they try and recreate it exactly as given, either in a, a myth that you would tell to someone, or if it's in a movie, they try to recreate exactly how it is in the movie. So. They look at the screen caps and they try to measure the sizes and quantities of things to get it exactly right. And then they try it, and mostly it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but then the second part of it is they try to recreate the effect. So if making a Gorn cannon the way Captain Kirk did it doesn't work, they're going to make one that works. And that's what I really want to see. Like, are they going to use C4? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have a million questions. First one that occurs to me is, are they actually going to use diamonds? They'll probably use, um, like, cubic zirconia or something as an equivalent. I don't think they're going to use actual diamonds. Okay. But they might. I don't know. Are they going to have um, Bobby, what's his name, in a Gorn suit? <laughs> they probably will have. Fired at? They probably will have someone in a Gorn suit. And knowing these guys, they probably have a Gorn suit around the <laughs> warehouse somewhere because they have everything else. <laughs> okay. Every, everything that you could want, they have. So I really think they need to have him, Bobby or Billy, whatever his uh -huh. name is, as a, as a guest, oh, and Bill. Bill. They have to have Bill. Oh. Now, here's the thing. If they're really going to recreate, okay, first of all, got to go to Vasquez Rock. Have to go there. Absolutely must. Um, secondly, the person who's testing it has to hop around and gather the ingredients <laughs> with an injured leg. That's right. That's, that's really important. Uh -huh. And he has to genuinely feel threatened, so he's working under pressure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we'll see. I think it's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. Well, you know, the reason I think it's going to be great is look how excited Grant is <laughs> in the picture to be presenting this idea the to the can. team. It's like he's ready to do it now. Exactly. I love them that they're so they're such geeks. All of the mm -hmm. Mythbusters are total geeks and they get so into this stuff and into the technical details in a way that, you know, like special effects guys would do it. And yes. you just know it's going to be terrific. So, Well, I also oh. want to know how they get around the not really hollow bamboo thing. <laughs> that, that to me was always the big tripping point. Uh -huh. I mean, maybe all those ingredients together could actually make something that, uh -huh. that fires. And certainly if you put diamonds or, you know, quarters or anything in it, if it fires, uh -huh. it's going to shoot whatever's there. But the fact that bamboo is hollow... And somehow, <laughs> here's the other thing they got to do. <laughs> Remember the shot of Kirk with the vine? You know, oh, pulling yeah. more and 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 more vine, more vine, more vine. And finally he cuts off three feet. <laughs> and I never got the uh, the purpose of the vine, so maybe they will explain I don't know. that. I hope that they do. I'm, I'm sure that they will. They'll discuss all of these things. Because yes. they, they have done it for every TV and movie myth that I've seen. They've gone into this type of excruciating detail okay. about how it could work. So what other Star Trek myths are they going to take on them? Transporters? Oh, boy. I don't know. They could. 
There are so many of them. This is the first Star Trek myth that they've done that mm -hmm. I've, I've known about so far. Um, they did a whole. They did two episodes of James Bond's myths, which were really good. Oh, yeah. To, to test some of the um, super secret spy stuff that he had, whether you could actually have a pen that would have like a little explosive to come mm -hmm. out of it, and, and other stuff. It's been really, really good. Well, you know, speaking of James Bond, back in the day in the '60s, George Harrison of the Beatles. Mm. Um, tried to pay someone to James Bond up his car, you know, with the <laughs> ejector seat and the oil slick and the whole thing, and they wouldn't do it. Um, they made an ejector seat car once. Really? They did. It was awesome. It worked. Did and you ride in it? No, no. Um, I saw it on the show. Um, on Mythbusters. Oh, okay. I thought you were going on Star Trek. No, I, no, no, I no. never saw that. Um, yeah, they, they made one. Uh, they were actually trying to replicate the Austin Powers version of it, which was, you know, mm. the takeoff on James Bond, and they made it with compressed air, and it worked great. It, I mean, it really did. You press the button and the whole seat, and the person would just fly up out of it. Of course, you would die once you landed, but, yeah. <laughs> but it works. They you, put a crash test dummy in the yes. seat, I'm assuming? they had Buster the crash test dummy in the seat. Buster is his name? <laughs> yes. Aww. <laughs> so anyway, we are super, super, super looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Yay! Okay. Next item of news from around his butt. A couple people sent us this. It's the B3TA challenge. I don't know what that stands for. Beta. It's beta written with a oh. three instead of an E. How clever. Shatner. And um, to start it out, the person who, who put this up, oh my God, there are 19 pages of it too. <laughs> we won't go through all of them on the show no. because that would be bad radio. But um, the <laughs> The new Star Trek film is out, and it's great. The only problem is it completely lacks William Shatner. Of course. So let's see Shatnerized movies. Shatner on the Roof. The Good, the Bad, and the Shatner. Indiana Shatner. Shatner Man. Shatner. And so people who know how to do things with um, Photoshop have taken images from movie posters of, uh, and put Bill in them. And here's one called Bill and Len's Excellent Adventure. And it says, boldly going where no dude has gone before, dude. And there's Kirk and Spock <laughs> sitting on top of the Enterprise mm -hmm. um, saucer section with the absolute perfect expressions on their faces for being stuck in the Bill and Ted uh -huh. movie. And, uh, you know, just dressed, wearing the, the costumes. And then rising out of the moon <laughs> is the face of Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. So... That looks like a great movie. That looks. I would go see that. I would. For sure. I would definitely go see Bill and Len's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. Um, then here's this strange thing with a cat that we're not going to read because it's very long. Um, oh, and here's the Postman Shatner, and that's got a con thing. Um, Spock, or my mom will shat. And what I'm enjoying is the wig on Spock. He looks good with a wig, the yeah. the old lady kind of wig. Uh huh. That's good. This is a great one to take off on Shaft, and it's Shat, and they, you know they've totally done the hair and the sideburns and, and everything. It, it, it's great. It's actually a, like a morphing of um, Shatner and um, Richard Roundtree. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't. Yeah, it, it, it looks really amazing. It's really yeah. Really that well one. Done. Some people are very talented. Here's <laughs> Big Tribble in Little China. Oh, I like the way Bill looks there. He's very much. I know. And his, his T-shirt is ripped. ripped. Well, it's not a T-shirt. It's a spaghetti strap shirt. Here's Bill as the Joker. That's disturbing. It is, but, you know, it totally works. Yeah. I mean, look at how happy he is. Scary. Pretty scary. Oh. Here's Hancock, which is Hancock, <laughs> and that's pretty cool, too. And that was not a good movie, so they could definitely remade it. 
This is a great one. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Solace, Solace, yes. And so it's Bill in the, the uh, James Bond pose. Yes, in a very, very sharp suit and carrying mm -hmm. a huge weapon. A big weapon. Big, big weapon. Big weapon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, even though they misspelled Khan on the poster. It's so funny. It's a, from um, Citizen Kane, and it's the, the still that you've probably seen where it's Kane who's giving his stump speech for his presidential run, and he's in front of a poster, of a huge poster of himself, and he's sort of gesturing back towards it, and it's, it's Shatner's face, and above it it says, Khan! Well, and the great thing is there's Shatner at the podium yes. gesturing back to the picture, and if you were to, you know, embiggen it, you can see that it's the face from Khan, you know, when he, he actually explodes. So these are... This one I love, Shacks, <laughs> and it's the poster from Cats, uh -huh. and you know, there's the little yellow eyes, and the, the irises, I guess, uh -huh. are the Starfleet Chevron it's logo. It's great. It's Very so funny. funny. Here's the most disturbing, <laughs> um, Bill as Sharon, what's her name? Stone. Stone, thank you, in um, Basic Instinct. Except that the body is more like divine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is divine. It's, it's pretty pretty bad. But these are really funny. This reminds me of, um, I forget what site used to have Photoshop Fridays. Oh. They would do similar things with people who had really, really good Photoshop skills to make up fake um, posters like this. Well, these people are amazing. And that that's what we've told you is just the stuff on the first mm -hmm. page. There are 19, 19 pages, pages of these, which will be hilarious to go through. So, you know, just... Everybody's out there doing their, their Shatner thing. Oh, it's everywhere. Bill is everywhere. Every. Ooh, <laughs> Something is falling over in my kitchen. And um, if you look on our blog, you will see that we have put up um, links to several comic strips recently mm -hmm. that have mentioned Shatner because he just gets mentioned all the time. He is, he is one of those go-to references that everyone understands. Cultural touchstone. Yes. Yes. Okay, another strange and amazing thing from a listener. It is the Star Trek Captain Kirk peel and stick giant wall applique. And it is like an almost life-size color form. It is. Of Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. That you can slap up on your wall. You can peel and stick. Yes. And the thing is, in the picture, the picture is so wonderful because there's Bill, looking like you had a really bad haircut, like, you know, the haircut really? you got when you were a little kid and your mom slicked it down to yeah. go to church. Well, when you first saw this, didn't you say it looked more like Eddie Paskey than it did? No, like whoever Jeff? sent it oh. to us, I can't remember who it was, said it looks like, <laughs> said, and they're right. Um, but he also looks like he's floating. He does. He's <laughs> hovering. He's hovering. The spirit of Captain Kirk. And um, it also, there's something apparently you can put on the wall that says, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh. There's the Starfleet logo, and there's, for some strange reason, a, a star. A, a snowflake, it looks a like. A snowflake, yes. Yeah, and in this room, um, <laughs> they also have a picture of Captain Kirk. A framed picture framed that picture. probably says, best wishes. My best. My best, Bill. <laughs> Bill. So, <laughs> oh, and they have a Spock one, too. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to get to. Let's see. It's only twenty one ninety nine, But it's out of stock. Oh, because okay. everybody bought one. Yeah, I Everybody guess. bought one. Let's do see all roommate Star Trek merchandise. You know, 
Um, oh, we we talked about this. We one talked earlier, about the those, one where yes. it was the bridge. The bridge set. Here's the one <laughs> where you get like everybody, and they're they're little. It's a value pack. How is that what it's called? Uh, no, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So um, there's everybody. There's a couple of enterprises. There's planets. There's everything. You could just you know do your whole room go that way. Cra- Look, crazy. there's a McCoy peel and stick and giant here's applicator. the Spock. And the interesting thing to me is the, that they are all taken in front of the same set where we have the photo of Bill. Um, oh, but they have different, like... Um, instead of the snowflake. Yeah, they have different accessories, I guess um, you'd say. Spock has, a, a like, a, a, a window, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little... A porthole. <laughs> six-sided window that he's waving the Vulcan salute mm-hmm. through. And McCoy has some atoms. Mm. Not, not sure why, but the, the group shot... Again, no Uhura. There should be. Who yeah. wouldn't want to have Uhura in their room? No, but Frederick would from my Star Trek scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what other are there Star Trek items. Those were the roommate Star Trek items. So I just have to say that um, I think Peel and Stick would be a great title for a really filthy Star Trek story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with that, but I just put that out there. Well, you should... Maybe I should write that. You should. I was just going to say Peel that. and stick. Imagine what you could do with that. Okay, you can get a movie enterprise vehicle. <laughs> and here's a, a bunch of figures, a TOS engineering shirt. Kirk versus Gorn figures. Oh, coming in January 2010. Okay. I don't suppose you get a Gorn cannon with here's that, Here's that transporting bobblehead. Those are, those are creepy. Yeah, and we put that up on the blog, mm-hmm. so you're going to want to go visit that. A command t-shirt, except... The command shirt was not a T-shirt. No. So I think that's showing lack of respect. For I think colleagues. so too. Phasers, you know. Oh, they've got the tricorder that looks like a jukebox. <laughs> um, live long and prosper business card holder. Oh, I cannot believe all the stuff that they have coming out. It is amazing. <laughs> Here, there, all the action figures are actually in action <laughs> poses, and it's it's wonderful. You know, it's kind of like they're. Um, what is that? Doing the robot? Yeah. Yeah, they look like they're doing the robot. Yep. It's true. So there's a ton of shit there. And what is this Entertainment Earth? Yes. Yes, entertainmentearth.com where you can get, for fulfilling all your Star Trek crap needs, <laughs> basically, is where you can get it Well, all. I don't know that anyone could actually fulfill all <laughs> the crap needs. Okay, now you have to vamp for a while while I'm trying to pull up the other... Um, well, let's talk about the Humanitarian Award. Um, oh, okay. Because I think that, um, excuse me, uh, several people wrote in and several people said that they were going to go to the actual thing and yes. send us back reports. Yes. So Bill's getting, and I think that this award is actually um, a disguised uh, Starfleet Award for Conspicuous Gallantry. They're just calling it something else. Yeah. It's the Humanitarian Award. But Bill's going to Providence, Rhode Island. Um, to get this award, and um, I'm not quite sure what it's for. Did it actually say it's for humanitarian stuff? But specifically, well, yeah, I'm sure the they listed the horse yeah, stuff. Yeah. Horse stuff. The horse stuff. Uh, yeah. The fact that he hasn't killed Tommy Turvey yet, <laughs> which is kind of too bad. Um, so, what was the other thing that's on the list? And I'll find the website. Um, Gorn Cannon, Shatner Movie Images. Humanitarian Award, and Wall Murals. That was it. That was what's on my list. Really? That's what you told me to write down. Oh, I thought... <laughs> okay. I thought that there was something else that I didn't... Uh, 
Oh, oh, here, here's, here's the original email and discussion between uh, Cap and Ho Yay. and me, who's one of the people going to the event. And, uh, and when is that event happening? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. It's at a film festival. Ooh. Uh, August 6th. August 6th, okay. So okay. it hasn't happened yet. Okay, and it says, Beloved actor will accept prestigious award at event hosted by RIIFF the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities, R-I-C-H, and Rhode Island College, and present most recent film work, William Shatner's Gonzo Ballet. Oh. So you're going to get to see that. Bill is going to um, talk. Yeah, I know. The computer's giving me stupid messages. Mm -hmm. Bill is going to uh, talk about his career, his humanitarian mm -hmm. work, and do some Q&A. <gasps> So, so it's going to be wonderful. Let me get back to the website. And the picture accompanying the press release um, is of him as Denny Crane. Yes. <laughs> um, Captain Ho says, um, didn't you love the way they referred to Bill on the website? Not actor William Shatner or actor, director, writer William Shatner, but cultural icon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. William Shatner. And I replied, they probably couldn't use his full title which is William Shatner, <laughs> cultural icon, sex symbol, intergalactic playboy, conqueror of media, renowned Schiller, in quotes, writer, keeper of the EVE. Hey! Oh, it closed out of your email. What a, what a crappy thing to do while I'm reading it. Uh, right in the middle of a sentence. I know, right in the, the, the middle of his title. I mean, geez, where is it? Shatner and Providence. Okay, I don't know what's going on. So, where had we gotten in the title? Keeper of the EVE. Pleaser of women and emperor of butliness. Yes. So I, I'm thinking they had um, a word count limitation. <laughs> Cultural icon is good, though. It, it pretty much sums up. It, it covers a lot of ground, Yeah, I think. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, everybody who, who's able to, you know, over on the East Coast, yeah. um, you know, if there's a disaster near your town, why don't you evacuate to Rhode Island mm -hmm. and, and see Bill? Because he, he remains totally calm in a crisis. Of course. And I hear Providence is lovely at this time of year. So. I'm sure it is. <laughs> the West Coast or the East Coast is actually having a very nice summer. They are. New it's, York City has not hit the 90 degrees yet. Oh, and, and they're loving that. Because usually at this time of year, it's horrible. It's horrible. Hot and humid. Yeah. Very, very bad. Um, well, that is great. Um, do you want to take a little break? I think we should. All right. Let's take a break then. And we'll come back with more news from around his body. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Speak up. Comments to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. More fun stuff at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcast in the universe. Are we back on? We're back. Oh, that was a quick break. It was. Okay, this next thing. This is an article that was on SciFiWire.com. And it is the top ten reasons why Star Trek is suddenly cool. Yay! Plus, 
the chart that proves it. Oh, cool. And I'm going to show Lena the chart. Oh, wow. It it's, is the, it's an enterprise pie chart. Right. They've made the saucer section into a pie chart, and then they've divided it all. Um, let's see. Kirk on details cover, 5%. I don't know what that means. Oh, Kirk was on the cover of Details Magazine. Oh, okay. Obama loves uh, it, 15%. True. Celebs coming out as Trekkies, mm -hmm. 5%. Featured in MTV Movie Awards opening sketch, 2%. <laughs> Made in made it into the onion twelve percent. Wired says Star Trek cooler than <laughs> Star Wars three percent. Quinto and Pine on SNL eight uh -huh. percent, and then the huge fifty percent is it was actually good. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I want to read you the top ten reasons. Oh uh, please, please because uh, these are or we'll go into it in more depth. Okay, it says. Um, Used to be that if you referenced dilithium crystals, could utter the traditional Klingon greeting, or knew the difference between a Romulan and a Riemann, you were scorned and ridiculed and advised to move out of your mother's basement and get a girlfriend. Well, no more. Like a time incursion that upends history, the phenomenal mainstream success of J.J. Abrams' new Star Trek movie, now the top-grossing film of 2009, this has to be an old article, um, has changed things. With the abruptness of a Vulcan nerve pinch, <laughs> Star Trek is now hip. Consider the evidence. Star Trek is suddenly sexy. Suddenly? Uh, suddenly. Uh, and what? they've got a really weird picture of Chris Pine. Yeah. Like making me sick. That's a horrible picture. It says, at least judging by the devotion, the attention devoted to its cast in glossy fashion magazines and national publications. Eric Bana can be found on the cover of Details. Chris Pine, model suits in GQ. Oh, I guess that's what that picture is. Like. Yeah. Zoe, Zoe Saldana graces the cover of Women's Health. Okay. Although she's perfectly unhealthy looking. Mm -hmm. And number two reason, President Obama. <laughs> Photoshopped to look like a Vulcan. Yes. Perhaps the coolest chief executive ever. Mm -hmm. Orders a special screening of Star Trek in the White House. Yay! Go Obama. Obama himself is compared to Spock. Multiracial, unflappable, supremely logical, really big ears. And POTUS himself admits to being a Trekkie. I used to love Star Trek, he told Newsweek. You know, Star Trek was ahead of its time. There was a whole... The special effects weren't real good, but the storylines were always evocative, you know. There was a little commentary and a little pop philosophy for a 10-year-old to absorb. Awesome. Yep. Okay, here's the, uh, okay, celebrities. With an inst with a constellation of young actors newly inhabiting the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, many celebrities are finally coming out of the closet, revealing their true Trek roots. They include Rosario Dawson, Megan Fox, Spider-Man's Kirsten Dunst, who actually appeared in an episode of Next Generation, and even Tom Hanks above on the new Tonight Show, he talks about Star Trek. Oh, should we watch that at some point? I think I had watched that, and it wasn't very much. I mean, okay. he basically just said, I like Star Trek. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Four, even manly men admit to being Trekkies, such as Carl Urban, the new Dr. McCoy, mm -hmm. who appears on Access Hollywood explaining the genesis of Gene Roddenberry's original vision. Carl Urban, who knew that Aomir, Aomir <laughs> was a Trekkie? <laughs> this is slow. Footage from Star Trek was part of Andy Samberg's opening sketch for the MTV Movie Awards. That's got to be a first. And did we mention that Chris Pine was one of the presenters? Or that he's dating the Hills Audrina Partridge? Who oh, cares? who cares? When was, the la when was the last time a Star Trek captain was gossip fodder? Hello? 
Do you listen to this show? <gasps> William Shatner's in the news every day. We are the TMZ of Shatner. <sighs> Star Trek is featured on the May 4th cover of Newsweek, which has a story. We're all Trekkies now. <laughs> Star Trek is way cool. How'd that happen? Because the geeks have inherited the Earth and the White House. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Here's the thing about the onion, which was very funny, where it said Trekkies bash new Star Trek film as fun, watchable. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Says many longtime fans, perhaps sensing that their playground is suddenly being invaded by the cool kids who tormented them for so long, have been openly rebelling against the popularization of their beloved franchise in the form of Abrams' movie. Just read any of the many comment boards on Sci-Fi Wire for evidence. We're not the only ones to see this phenomenon. The Onion lampoons Trek fans' futile resistance. Okay, and here's their appearance on uh, SNL. Uh-huh, which we saw. And Quinto came off so much better than Pine did. <laughs> this is great. Wired Magazine's June 2009 strategist feature notes the seismic shift in which Trek overtakes Star Wars Yay! for coolness. This is oh, very that's funny. Awesome. And ice pirates, pirates running right through the middle. <laughs> So that's the the metric is ice pirates, whether it's cooler. I, I guess ice that's pirates. like the median or something. Uh. <laughs> okay, comments. <laughs> sure, and all they had to do was dumb it down for the American Idol generation. If Star Trek is now cool, then I'd rather be a nerd. This is a disaster. <laughs> I personally doubt the validity of any coolness chart in which the ice pirates is used as a baseline. <laughs> Everyone knows the statistical median of sci-fi coolness is the original 1978 Battlestar Galactica. Everyone. Oh, that's a serious comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I guess they didn't get that chart. They didn't get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. I find it interesting that on a site supposedly dedicated to science fiction, politics, and political bias is still at the forefront. What? <laughs> These movies and characters we enjoy so much have nothing to do with political celebrities. These additions should be touted on some political website. Science fiction, folks. It's a better word world in an imagined future. Don't spoil it with unrelated and never-ending arguments. What? <laughs> what? What? Is that because there was a picture of Obama in there? What? <laughs> I don't know. What? Oh, good. This has a great typo. <laughs> Dear God, people. <laughs> and this person ha doesn't have a caps key. Why do you have to bash the film all the time? I would think people would be happy it is finally getting the attention it deserves. I, for one, am happy about all of this, and I think the film is absolutely fantastic. Thank you, no caps person. <laughs> oh, man. You know, if the Internet has no other value, comments are, are just such keepers. Mm -hmm. I love the comments, especially, at, um, especially comments at science fiction sites, because um, there is a, a great... Um, the comments come in two camps. There's the this is a disaster people, and then there's everybody who makes fun of the this is a disaster people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who so, are funny in their own who way. Who are funny in their own way, and, and I, um, I just love that. 
It's, yep. it's great. It saves me having to mock the, the this is a disaster people myself because other people have already <laughs> stepped in and they're mocking them for me. Here's one. This, this could have been written by me. Star Trek wasn't cool. Oh, my God. I've wasted my life watching episodes and movies and reading hundreds of books for nothing. <laughs> okay, here's someone addressing the very strange one about politics. Mm-hmm. Are you suggesting that science fiction, particularly Star Trek, is apolitical? How do you think Let That Be Your Last Battlefield played during the radically charged political scene of the 1960s? Or The Outcast, when Rushing and and Pat Buchanan were arguing, and still arguing, that homosexuality was destroying the traditional family? Science fiction and Star Trek have always been steeped in politics and always will be. Thank you, exposition police. <laughs> okay, this this is good. Oh, and, and at the end, okay. If Star Trek was cool, it was for the wrong reasons. <laughs> what? This was not a good Star Trek. This was an action comedy parody. What? It could have been better if Spock and Kirk were running around like Bad Boys 2 or Rush Hour. The movie copied every Star Trek movie and TV series cliche right down to ejecting the core. It was a big joke on the longtime fans with a good theme of friendship. Average sci-fi with one-dimensional characters. I can't help but think this was a big joke to get money on some level because it really didn't break the mold. Why did they make it? First Contact is still the best. <laughs> okay, then. We know where you're from. <laughs> How strange. Yeah, pretty funny. Okay, so we won't read any more of those, but the pie chart. I like the pie chart. Pie chart is definitely Anytime cool. you can make the pie chart out of the Starship Enterprise, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, now here is a mail, email from our friend Jonk. Oh. Reviewing the movie. <gasps> Great. What'd she say? Well, I had uh, written to her, and we talked about this on mm -hmm. the show. I don't think Doc Science will like well-adjusted, non-angsty Spock, mm -hmm. do you? Do you want to explain that? I know we talked about it on the show, but... Oh, well, um, our, our um, what's the word? Colleague, I suppose, in, in fan fiction. Um, Person who we hope will never darken our, our yeah, monitors again. Yeah, someone yeah. that we know through fan fiction, Doc Science. Um, her favorite character was Spock, and she has insisted throughout the many, many years that we've known her that... Um, Star Trek is about Spock because Spock is the hero, and Spock's the only one who matters, and the fact that Spock is angsty is the reason for his existence. So Spock must be angsty at all times about everything, Yep. and that's the best that there could possibly be is angsty Spock. So here's Jonk's reply. Well-adjusted, non-angsty Spock? What? Granted, beating up the bullies was the logical thing to do, but I think Doc Sai is going to love this movie. For example, it's got... Spock giving the finger to the school board. <laughs> Spock choking Kirk. Spock throwing Kirk off the ship. Spock traumatizing young Kirk with really old, wrinkly Spock, telling him they've been, scare quotes, friends. And this after Kirk has crashed on a shuttle on a nasty ice planet and found his way into a cave. A cave! Come on! They embedded a rude person story right in the middle of the movie. They didn't have to bring up any egg imagery at all. <laughs> Spock being the captain. Spock making out with Uhura twice. How did, um, anyway, Spock talking about how he's a member of an endangered species. Spock running from the bridge in tears because Kirk made him cry. <laughs> 
yeah, I think she'll love this book. <laughs> Wait, there's more if I can get this stupid thing to scroll. Yeah, I think she'll love this Spock, unless it was Nimoy she was after. Lots of Spocky angst here to hyper-exaggerate. Lots of stuff for her to point to for proof that Star Trek really is all about Spock. Plus, that whole thing about Vulcan salmon or whatever Pond Far was. <laughs> Vulcan salmon. <laughs> What's this Spock going to return to Vulcan? She's going to light be. She's going to be on that like white on rice. <laughs> Back in the normal verse, the rest of us just saw ripping, fast-paced good yarn with a few gaping plot holes. Just to let you know, it's really Star Trek. <laughs> Bravo, John. Oh, that's a great review. That is a wonderful review. <laughs> that's so funny. The thing about them embedding a rude person story. Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Kirk, Spock, cave, bad weather. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it. Yep. <laughs> And I like that she describes him as really old, wrinkly Spock. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I like that. That's a really good review. That is. And so, yeah. Thank you, John, for sharing that with us. Okay, more about the movie. See, I told you we had shit. We had amazing shit. This is an article from thetelegram.com. Telegram or telegraph? Telegram. Oh. Um... And it's called Star Trek Star-Crossed Lovers. Oh. Kirk and Spock? Nope. Surprise. <laughs> William Shatner and Nichelle Nichols shared TV's first interracial kiss on Star Trek in the 1960s. If you haven't yet seen the new big screen Trek and don't want to know who actually kissed Nyota, as they say, Uhura, before James T. Kirk, read no further. Zoe Saldana's update of the comely communications officer has a boyfriend, and it's not the dashing (gasps) captain. It's Kirk's future best friend forever. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be a FBFF. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The coldly logical Vulcan Spock, a member of a race whose males supposedly get the itch to mate only once every seven years. But in J.J. Abrams' relaunch of Trek, Spock and Uhura definitely have a thing going. This was one of those changes that obviously we knew was going to incite a lot of potential rioting in the theaters. <laughs> Come on. Says Alec Kurtzman. Let's see. Was there anything else? Okay, here's, here's Quinto's comments on it. It provides a tremendous sense of levity between Kirk and Spock and between Kirk and Uhura. But I think between Spock and Uhura, it offers a kind of depth and a complexity to those characters that maybe we didn't get a chance to see in the same way before. I feel like Uhura ultimately represents a kind of canvas onto which Spock is able to project a lot of the emotions that he's unable to express in a more conventional way. That's actually very interesting. Mm -hmm. Quinto's a smart guy. I guess so. I think we knew that. Oh, and Orsi, the other writer, mm-hmm. a lifelong Trek fan, always felt there was an undercurrent of attraction between Nimoy Spock and Nichols Uhura. Definitely. Yay, Wildcat. Yeah, of course there was. They were all over each other. Um, here's a question. We didn't talk about this before. In the new movie, was there ever a point where Spock and Uhura did the Vulcan finger touchy thing? No, and somebody has brought that up somewhere okay. in one of their comments, but that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Now, here's an interesting comment, and one that I'm pretty sure I don't agree with, also because Pine supports it. <laughs> the filmmakers thought it also might humanize Kirk a bit. What? Because they had such a lousy actor playing him. 
Shatner's Kirk bedded human and alien beauties week after week on yes. the TV show. Woohoo! Yes, yes. He did. But Pine's Kirk winds up humbled when he sees Spock and Hora lock lips, particularly since he and the Vulcan girl have gotten off to a contentious start. He wasn't humbled. He was just jealous. Yeah. Well, here's what Pine says. It makes Kirk a little more accessible. He's the guy we've all been. This, this shows how wrong he is. He wants the chick who doesn't want you. He's trying really hard. She just kind of laughs in his face and goes off with the other guy. I relate to that. I'm sure everyone does. Well, why the fuck are you playing Captain Kirk? Nobody should be able to relate to that in Captain Kirk. No. This isn't Revenge of the Nerds, asshole. That's why he's the goddamn captain. Really? Ugh. Now, here's what Nimoy has. The original Spock, old wrinkly Spock. <laughs> really old wrinkly Spock. Really old wrinkly Spock. <laughs> found the romance between Quinto and Saldana's characters deeply moving. Aw. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, said Leonard Nimoy, who reprises his role as the older Spock, otherwise known as really, <laughs> really old, old wrinkly Spock. <laughs> I hope that's, that his new character code in stories is R-O-W-S. <laughs> both of them played it so well. They were both so available to each other. Very touching, really. Oh, well, that was very nice. Yeah, of really old wrinkly <laughs> Spock. Oh, John. Uh, <laughs> they should have had that in the credits because, you know, when we were watching the credits, it actually said Spock, Spock Prime, Prime. But it should yeah. have said really old wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's going to be from now on, eh? Yep. <laughs> we still, you know, haven't come up with a, a really good way to talk about um, New Kirk. Even though we've discussed many, many mm -hmm. things. Kirk Light. Kirk Light, I guess, is, is pretty good. I like the fact I was just listening to the show we had done after we watched the movie at the drive-in and that we were calling Chatner real Kirk. <laughs> That's what he is. Real Kirk. He's the goddamn captain. Oh. And you're just a really old wrinkly Vulcan. <laughs> okay. Okay. We. You know, let me just say one other thing. Um, All right. About Chris Pine being wrong because he is very wrong right there. <laughs> Someone is wrong on the internet. Someone is wrong on the internet, and tonight it's Chris Pine. Um, we had discussions in one of our older shows where we mm -hmm. were talking about what it takes to be a starship captain, and um, I I remember that being a really interesting discussion. And we were talking about the different captains that we've seen and what qualities they seem to have in common. That they all seem really committed and you know really at the top of their class and on mm -hmm. all the rest of that stuff. And I put it to you that starship captains, people who are good enough to be starship captains, are not guys who um, feel humbled because somebody else went out with the girl that they wanted to. Mm -hmm. That they wouldn't be jealous, really, and they yeah. wouldn't be humbled by it, and it wouldn't make you wouldn't make them like relatable. You know, right? Because like, they're not like normal people. People who want to be starship captains are a cut above everybody else. That yes. is why they're starship captains. Yes. And if we look at all the captains that we've ever seen in Starfleet, they're all like that. They're all people who are better than than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the movie Captain Pike, you know, it, we were talking about how great he is as a character in that yes. movie, that he is so captainly. I mean... And he, so is the, the, the captain of the ship that got blowed up. The Kelvin. 
the Kelvin. Yeah. And um and Captain Kirk's father yes. in the the brief time we see him as a captain. Yeah. They're not people who are going to get um you know, made to feel stupid because they didn't get the the person that they were after. Yeah. Because I mean, they're not that kind of person. You don't yeah. get to be a captain if it affects you like that. Well, and here's the thing. It fits with Bill, or Bill fits that. Because, strange as it seems, he does strike out with women sometimes. Mm -hmm. They just don't like him. They don't take to him at all. And he's like, okay, he does something mean to them. And then moves on. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't wound his ego. Right. I, I'm sure he's thinking, "You're lost, baby." You yeah, know. yeah. And I, I feel the same way with all of the other captains that we've seen. Whenever we've seen part of their personal life mm -hmm. that's like that. Yes. <sighs> ah! Yeah. This this insecure hug me, pet me thing. Is, it's not just not Kirk. It's not Starfleet captain. Yeah, it's not. It's, that's. I guess that's what's bothered me all along. You know, mm -hmm. we've had all these discussions about Pine as Kirk, and you know, was Kirk like that when he was at the academy, and he had this other backstory, you know, because of the time change and all the rest of that. But if you put all of that aside, every captain that we've ever seen in Starfleet, with I guess a few exceptions of people who were actually crazy, <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, I don't know. Decker. <laughs> and uh, the Nazi guy. And the Nazi guy. Okay. And, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't want me to listen uh, yeah, to okay. so, But, you know, aside from those people, all, all of the captains that we've seen, um, they're not like that. And I can't imagine them being like that at any point in their mm -hmm. careers. That they were ever, you know, people that we've seen who were captains of the Enterprise or... And Garth. Yeah. Whom Kirk idolizes. I mean, this is this is not a guy who needs his ego bucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's just not the kind of people who go to Starfleet and, and qualify as officers and are on track to become captains because mm -hmm. it just takes something else to be a starship captain. Mm -hmm. And we did not see that in the character of Kirk in that movie. We actually saw it in Spock, I would say, mm -hmm. that he displayed much more of the qualities that you need if you're going to be the leader of, you know, 350 people on a starship mm -hmm. and be responsible for yep. them. Yeah, Kirk just didn't have it. Not not in the writing, really, and certainly not in the portrayal of the character. Right. So, anyway, I know we've said this like a thousand times, but that's just one more reason that I really hadn't been able to verbalize until right now. Yeah. Now, this brings up something else that we talked about a minute ago. Uh, listeners, we would like your input. What can we call Pine Kirk? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm perfectly happy calling real Kirk real Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking maybe Perk. <laughs> or perky <laughs> or you know kirk who gets beat up all the time i don't know punk kirk punk kirk i like that maybe yeah so um know. what what can it be i don't know we've been through a bunch of them none of the mm. nicknames have that i've seen have stuck so far yeah okay i think this may be the last thing okay um this is an email that came from our good friend itik yay and uh, she enclosed a picture and says, how did I miss this? I mean, I saw and shared it in the transporter effect scene just before this part. But obviously, I was so numb, my mind just couldn't process this EVE staring me in the face. If the pic doesn't expand upon clicking, I got it off the uh, HD screen caps from TrekCore. Enjoy. Ooh. So here's the picture. Oh, let's see. Which is, um, well, I... <gasps> 
there's more. Oh my God. Up above. But you and I have talked <gasps> about this on the show. Yes. This is the moment in Operation Annihilate yes. when he beams down alone onto the stairs. Huge, prominent Holy EVE. Holy God, look at that. And remember, you can see it the whole time as he's walking. He's down the stairs, yes, I know. It's just amazing. That is an amazing... Turn that a little bit more. <laughs> that is the most amazing screen cap. Holy God, look at that. Mm -hmm. It looks like he has about three rolls of quarters down the front of his pants. Yeah. Wow. So that's like, what, 12 bucks? <sighs> Something like that. <laughs> $30. $30 worth of hard on right there. Right there. Wow. Wow. And that's why he's the goddamn captain. That's why. Now, here is the other comment she made that I, I'm not sure if we ever talked about this on the show. She says, I'm still thinking about that picture. Sorry. Okay. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Like I do with the dog. Focus. Uh -huh. um, oh, and some of those VPL, visible panty uh -huh. line comments, we've had over the years aren't necessarily panty lines. Really? You know this. Well, I'm not telling you something new. They're darts sewn into the oh, pants to enhance Bill's butt. Scroll through the, the screen caps for um, Operation Annihilate and notice the butt shots on the bridge. You can see the darts along the side of the leg curve on the butt. Can you imagine the being the costume designer on that show? <laughs> Tice got all the attention about designing the Babe of the Week almost naked outfits, but the guys had their own serious enhancements that haven't been reported on nearly as much. Well, except Bill's toupee, which I choose to ignore. But then I, I told her, you know, that we had noticed those darts when yeah. we visited Hell. the actual the item, the actual pants, yeah, <laughs> the and. Actual it's just funny. It's like the Shroud of Turin. And yeah, in, in caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this was in a discussion between um, Idik and Francine uh -huh. and myself. So I pointed that out. And I do want to go get those screen caps so we can really mm. show it to the viewers because I never even thought of that. But um, Francine writes, these pants of which you speak, <laughs> where can I see them, touch them, smell them? Wait, I got to scroll a little. You shall be compensated generously, of course. And then I, you know, wrote back that we were like sworn to, to uh -huh. secrecy, <laughs> and and that when we had visited them, we had also gotten to see numerous costumes and Kirk's bed. <laughs> and Francine says, "But did you hump the pants while they were on the bed? Reverse cowgirl." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I told her um, that we were planning the next time <laughs> we we uh, go to visit the pants that we were each going to ask for some private time with them <laughs> well isn't there a picture of me laying on kirk's bed holding the pants well like, there's pictures of arms? both of us and not together not together not a but... threesome with the pants no. but <laughs> which is what a two and a half a two and a half some i guess okay um and itik says she says, okay, some of us had to work today and did not have time to wallow on said pants or bed, but I would have climbed through the bedroom window with those pants when I had the chance. <laughs> and then she says she's thankful for butt darts and EVEs, knowing Bill did not need the former to gain the latter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, we should find some of those pictures of us. Um, hugging the pants, mm -hmm. and we could let her see those. And yeah, that would be well, that's what I was thinking. I was going to dig them up and, and send them to them mm -hmm. because we have a lot of pictures of us with the costumes mm -hmm. and some of the props. Yeah, and uh, all kinds of wonderful stuff. Yeah, Depends. and soon we will have some more interesting pictures of us. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just think, just think to yourself, folks, of this question. What would it look like if a drag queen became Pope? That's all I'm going to say. And then one day you'll see yeah. what that looks like. So. I remember those pants. Oh, I like those pants. Yeah, here they are. Here they are. Those were the pants and we held them and touched them and they were shiny. Yeah, and I, I also um, told them that I did sniff the pants. Yeah. Yeah, the pants. They were the pants that his butt was in. Yeah, and all his other manly bits. <laughs> okay, um, I think I am now officially out of stuff. Okay. Um, well, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you contributed. Something else you guys can look forward to is we had posted something on the blog about this group of actors who were doing Star Trek in the park up mm -hmm. in Seattle, and they were doing a live reenaction reenactment of Amok Time. And we have arranged to interview the head guy, lead actor, who set this all up um, sometime after the performances. So we will be, we will have that interview that will be shared great. with you as well. Yeah, and um, potentially maybe some more live stuff in August if it happens. Uh, Dragon Theater stuff, maybe. Oh, right, right. I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the place, for those of you who came and saw us at the Dragon Theater, we might be doing another gig there. Yes, and there, there's changes and new yeah. stuff. And yeah. so if you were there, you're... It'll not going to go, oh, I've already seen that No, shit. it'll be a different show. There'll be a few things that might look familiar, but there will be different stuff. Yes. For sure. Uh, okay. Well, I think that will do it for now. I think so. Okay. Um, so next time we'll be back with um, more stuff. I have no idea what the next time will be, but yeah, it, it'll be us. It'll be us. Yeah, we don't have guest hosts. No. Well, except that I, I was mentioning that my brother might be out here for a visit, and, and I think having him on the show would be tremendous. I think that would be great because yeah. I really enjoyed the interview you did with him. Yeah, so we could talk about some stuff with him. That he would can, be. He can tell us more stories of yeah. Trekdom back when he was a Back Trekdom. in Jersey. Back in Jersey. Uh, okay, well, that's it then. Okay. Okay. Okay.